Hello, and welcome to Next Reads, a podcast where we read the first chapter of a young adult or middle grade book to help you figure out what to read next. This podcast might contain language or situations some listeners might find offensive or unsettling. The North Liberty Library does not necessarily endorse any author's views, but it does support the freedom of speech and the freedom to read. I'm your host, Erin, Youth and Teen Services Librarian at the North Liberty Library. My pronouns are she and her. Welcome, listeners. Hello, friends. Today, I am choosing the book called Insignificant Events in the Life of a Cactus by Dusty Bowling. This book is a couple years old now, and we do have the sequel that came out after this one. So if you like this, know that there's another part to it. I'm going to read to you from the front flap. It says, Avon Green didn't lose her arms in an alligator wrestling match or a wildfire in Tanzania. That's just what she tells people when she gets the looks. The truth is, Avon was born without arms, but at age 13, that hasn't stopped her from doing almost anything. Then her parents take a job running Stagecoach Pass, a rundown Western theme park in Arizona, and Avon has to leave everything she knows behind. Avon struggles to make friends at her new school, where the kids can't seem to see past her missing arms. But her life takes another unexpected turn when she meets Connor, a classmate who also feels isolated because of his own disability. Together, they discover an old storage shed at the park that holds bigger secrets than Avon could ever have imagined. It's hard to solve a mystery, help a friend, and face your fears. But Avon's about to find out what she's capable of and how far from insignificant she is. Here we go. When I was little, a kid pointed at me on the playground and shouted, her arms fell off, then ran away screaming in terror to his mom, who had to cuddle him on her lap and rub his head for like 10 minutes to get him to calm down. I think up until then, I hadn't thought about the idea that my arms must have actually fallen off at some point in my life. I'd never really thought about not having arms at all. My missing arms weren't an issue for me or my parents. I never once heard either of them say, oh no, Avon can't possibly do that because that's only for armed people. Or, poor Avon is so helpless without arms. Or, maybe Avon can do that one day, you know, if she ever grows some arms. They always said things like, you'll have to do this differently from other people, but you can manage. And, I know this is challenging, keep trying. And, you're capable of anything, Avon. I'd never realized just how different I was until the day that horrible kid shouted about my arms having fallen off. For the first time, I found myself aware of my total armlessness, and I guess I felt I was sort of naked all of a sudden. So I, too, ran to my mom, and she scooped me up and carried me away from the park, allowing my tears and snot to soak her shirt. As she drove us home that day, I sat whimpering in my car seat and asked her what had happened to my arms and why they'd fallen off. She told me they hadn't fallen off. I was just born like that. I asked her how I could get some new ones. She said I couldn't. I wailed in despair, and she told me to stop crying because having arms was totally overrated. I didn't know what overrated meant at the time because, like I said, I was really little and so was my brain. I kind of figured it out over the next few days, though, because my parents were constantly saying things like, coloring this picture with my hands is okay, but... If only I could color it with my feet like Avon. Now that would be fantastic. And eating spaghetti with my arms is just so boring. I wish I could eat it with my feet. 
And the only person I know who can pick their nose with their toes is Avon. She sure is a special little girl. Dad even went so far as to ask mom if there were any arm removal services in the area. Growing up, I could do most everything everyone else did with arms could do. Eating cereal, brushing my teeth and hair, getting dressed, and yes, even wiping my own bottom. I know you're instantly wondering how I do it, and maybe I'll tell you later, maybe. Until then, you'll just have to live in suspense. Sure, these things take longer for me. Sometimes they take a lot longer. Sometimes I have to use a special tool, like a hook or a strap or something like that. And every now and then I want to scream in frustration and kick a pillow until the stuffing comes out because it's taken me 20 minutes to get my pants buttoned. But I can button my pants. I think I can do all of these things because my parents have always encouraged me to figure things out on my own. Well, more like made me figure things out on my own. I suppose if they had always done everything for me, I would be helpless without them. But they didn't, and I'm not. And now that I'm 13 years old, I don't need much help with anything. True story. When I started kindergarten, the kids were a little weirded out by my lack of armage. I got asked just about every day what happened to my arms, as well as a billion other silly questions, like how do I make farting noises with my armpits when I don't have arms or hands? or pits? And how do I play dress up? Which I tried showing them and ended up with a poofy pink tutu thing stuck around my head for about five minutes before the teacher finally noticed and helped me pull it down to my waist. I got so tired of telling them the same boring story about being born without arms that I started making stuff up. It was stinking hilarious. I knew from the first moment I told a girl my arms had burned off in a fire, I had found a great hobby, making up stories. I loved the way her eyes grew wide with shock and the way her voice went all high-pitched with excitement as she asked me a bunch more questions about my charred arms. Her. What kind of fire accident? Me. A wild forest fire burning out of control. Her. Where? Me. In the mountains of Tanzania. I honestly didn't know where Tanzania was or if it had any mountains. I think I heard the name in an episode of Scooby-Doo or something. Her. How old were you? Me. Just a helpless baby. My mom barely rescued me in time. She pulled me from my burning crib and raced out of our flaming village, leaving a trail of fire all the way down the mountain as my arms burned to a crisp. They looked like two pieces of bacon by the time we got to the village hospital. Another kid standing nearby. Cooked or uncooked? So I kind of traumatized her and had to have a meeting with my parents and the teacher later about my story. My parents squinted their eyes and pursed their lips and nodded their heads as the teacher told them. Um, Avon told another child that her arms burned off in a wildfire in the mountains of Tanzania. She peered over her glasses, frowning. She also mentioned something about bacon. I'd never seen such serious looks on my parents' faces before. Like they were concentrating so hard on being serious, their heads might explode if they blinked. They said seriously they would talk to me about it, and shook the teacher's head seriously and gave me serious looks as we walked seriously out of the school. But I could tell they weren't mad because all the way home, one of them would softly snort and the other would giggle and then the other would shake from laughing, but trying not to laugh out loud and on and on like that all the way home. They later told me just to be truthful so I didn't upset any other kids. And I did for a long time. But then one day in fifth grade, we had a new kid come to our school. I had gone to the same school since kindergarten, so all my friends knew I was just born with no arms. 
When I sat down at lunch with this kid, he said, whoa, what happened to your arms? All of my friends were looking at me, and what can I say? It exploded out of me like an overfilled water balloon. I told him this crazy story about how I'd rescued a puppy that had been tied to the train tracks just in time before a train nearly ran over it, just in time for the puppy, but not for my poor flattened arms. You should have seen the look on this kid's face, priceless. My best friend Emily burst out laughing and my friend Kayla spit chocolate milk across the table. The new kid realized it was a joke and started laughing too. Pretty soon everyone was constantly asking me, hey Avon, where'd your arms go? And I would have a new story to tell. Over time, my stories got more and more ridiculous. Alligator wrestling in the Everglades in Florida, freak roller coaster accident, skydiving trips gone wrong. I made my stories as ridiculous as possible so people would always know I was joking. I grew up with these kids. I never felt out of place or anything like that. My armlessness wasn't strange or weird to them because, like I said, I had always gone to the same school. I never imagined my parents would make me leave. I never thought they would make me move all the way to Arizona and go to a new school right after starting eighth grade. Then again, I never imagined I would save the Old West, perform for an audience in the desert, and solve a mystery. You'd be surprised at all I'm capable of, though, even without arms. And that is the end of the first chapter. So I know a bunch of kids who have read this book and they really like it. Again, it's a middle grade book. I can imagine living this life with Avon. So I hope you like it and you'll check it out. Like I said, there is a sequel to it. So if you really like this, then know that there's another one coming for you. All right. Thank you for joining me and I hope you'll join me again on another next reads. <laughs>